Welcome to the Soul Joy Mindset Podcast, the podcast that invites, empowers, and equips women with the tools to release the hustle and grind and embrace a life of ease and joy. I am your host, Teresa Timms, a lover of life, strategic thinker, theologian, storyteller, sexy, sassy, freedom seeker, and coach. In each episode of this podcast, we will explore a topic that will help you change your mindset and ultimately change every aspect of your life. So sit back and hear yourself, see yourself, and truly believe that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy. Hey friends, come on in the room. I um, am so excited to have this conversation. Four telltale signs of a cheater and all the things around cheating. I'm so looking forward to this conversation the day after Valentine's Day. Um, I'm coming to you looking like a bouquet, (laughs) a life-size human gargantuan bouquet of all of the flowers um yes 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 four telltale signs of a cheater what are the four telltale signs of a cheater and you may be like why are you having this conversation the day after valentine's day and it's because this is a conversation that i really want us to have around cheating and infidelity we live in a culture that's obsessed with relationships we love relationships we love to talk about relationships I'll never forget when I read The Year of Yes. When I read The Year of Yes by Chandra Rhimes, the one thing that she talked about, Chandra Rhimes is the amazing black woman, writer, producer, all things. She owned Thursday night television on ABC. If you watched Grey's Anatomy, like all of that whole series, that was Chandra. Chandra Land, Chandra World. And in her book, um, Year of Yes, she talks about how she had done all of this amazing executive producing and writing, and she talks about laying the tracks of her life and doing all of this writing. But it wasn't until she was in a relationship and um, almost engaged to someone that her family and friends were like, oh my goodness, Shonda, like, look at what you're doing. This is so amazing. And she was like, I want, you, I want to be celebrated for my own brilliance. I just don't want to be celebrated because I'm in a relationship. And so she talks about how for women, um, especially women of color, especially high-achieving women, the, the cherry on top of life, on top of a very successful life, on top of a life of achievements and brilliance that they've done on their own, we as a, as a society, we do not celebrate women until they're in a relationship. We do not celebrate women until it's a, a bridal shower, a baby shower, of some type of way of this type of heteronormative, mostly, of dreams of what relationship could be like. Also, this language of being chosen, like, oh my goodness, you were chosen. And Valentine's Day, when I think about Valentine's Day, I think about in middle school, um, we had candy grams. So people would, you would buy candy grams to send to your friends. And if you, according to how many grams you had, love grams, candy grams, was how popular you were or how well liked you were. Or if someone had a crush on you, they would send you candy grams or something like that. And this whole thing of like, even at such a young age, this hyper focus on being chosen. Your worth is about being chosen, being chosen by someone of the opposite sex, being chosen as the most popular 
popular. And what that does is that it feeds into, it grooms us for people pleasing, that we need to please, we need to show up and be some type of product for someone to choose, not even a person. I intentionally said product, a product for someone to choose us, to like us, to vote for us, to give us the homecoming sash or the crown. We learn that very, very early on. And there's no telling. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not confused or mystified by why so many of us are cheaters. Yes, why so many of you are cheaters. And you may be like, girl, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You think I'm faithful. And who are you faithful to? To whom does your faithfulness lie? To who are you faithful? And what I know is that we are often faithful to other people before we are faithful to ourselves. And I want to tell you four telltale signs of a cheater. And I want you to do some introspection. I want you to be honest with yourself and sort of confess if you are a cheater. Now, the show Cheaters, I must confess, I used to watch that show Cheaters. It's pure television trash. It is trash. <laughs> he runs around in a van catching people, like being unfaithful on dates. Like it's a huge expose. And what I know going into the show is that the person who called the show already knows that their significant other is cheating. You already know. And my thing is, if you have to call a show to prove that your other person is cheating, you are, honey, <laughs> the relationship is already done, okay? Because you already know. And I say that to say, if you are listening to this and you are feeling some type of way just from the title alone, it's because you already know that you are unfaithful to yourself. You already know that you are the unfaithful person in the relationship with yourself. I'll stop. I'll pause. I'll let that sink in. You already know that you are the unfaithful person in your relationship with you. You are the cheater in your relationship with you. So, four telltale signs of a cheater. The four telltale signs of a cheater, when you are looking at if you are unfaithful to yourself, are the exact same telltale signs of an intimate partner, are the exact same telltale signs of when a spouse is cheating. They're they're across the board, parallel, the exact same signs. So sign number one, lack of communication. Lack of communication. Have you ever been in a relationship or even a friendship or even a professional relationship with someone who does not communicate? There's nothing that irritates me more than an adult person who refuses to communicate. An adult person who refuses to use their words, someone who is unable to articulate their feelings. And what happens in a lack of communication with ourselves is that we do the exact same thing. We are unfaithful to ourselves. The number one telltale sign of cheating is when you do not communicate your needs. When you do not communicate how you really feel. When you do not communicate what you want. And when you do not communicate, when there is lack of communications, that is unfaithfulness because it then becomes a bit of passive aggressiveness. It becomes um, manipulation in that you're trying all these other antics to get your needs met instead of communicating what you need. How easy would it be for you 
Two, articulate what you need, whether at work, whether in your relationships, whether from your significant other. We are unfaithful to ourselves when we do not communicate, directly communicate what we need. What I know about direct communication is that it is the most um, proactive, it is the most loving way to communicate your needs. It is the most loving way to be in relationship with other people. You know people who beat around the bush, they say 75 million things and not the thing that they are supposed to say, not the thing that they want to say. They, they skirt around it, they walk around it, they moonwalk and, you know, mollywop around it instead of saying what it is. And that becomes exhausting. You are requiring the other person to do all this work to meet you where you are supposed to just be naming it for yourself. So the first way that we cheat on ourselves, the first way that we are unfaithful to ourselves is that we fail to communicate our needs. And a lack of communication shows a lack of faithfulness. The second one, (laughs) unexplained expenses. Yes, unexplained expenses. Um, One of my favorite songs is Ashante's um, The Way That I Love You. And she talks about going through the credit card receipts, finding all these um, charges that this person made. And she's like, who you what you doing? What is this for? When you are unfaithful to yourself, it shows up in your finances. I said it and I'll say it again. When you are unfaithful to yourself, it shows up in your finances. And where we spend our money says a lot about where our heart is. Where we spend our money says a lot about where our priorities are. The way we spend, invest, where we put our money shows what we prioritize, where alignment is. And if you ever want to see what someone prioritizes, look at their finances. Look at your finances. Pause. Look at your bank receipts. Look at them debit transactions. Look at your PayPal, Venmo. Look at all the Grubhub. You will see where you spend your money. If you are spending your money besides your basic necessities of home and car and food, but if you are spending your money on eating out, on shopping, on a lot of extracurricular, extra spending things that do not align with your goals, You are being unfaithful to yourself. (laughs) What you mean, Pastor? Lean in. I'll tell you. If you have a goal around your health and fitness, and on your list of expenses, there's expense after expense after expense of eating out, Grubhub, um, DoorDash, delivery services, and there's no memberships for a gym, there's no health and wellness, there's no therapy, there's none of that. Your finances are showing you what your alignment is. Your finances are showing you what you are prioritizing. Unexplained, unexpected expenses, looking at your finances, will tell you if you are a cheater on yourself or not. It tells you where you spend your money is where your heart is. So number one was lack of communication. Number two is unexplained expenses of finances. Number three being emotionally unavailable. Honey, have y'all ever been in a relationship with somebody who is <laughs> not even a relationship? Have you ever been in a situationship with someone who is emotionally unavailable? They are emotionally unavailable. These people like to friend zone, like they want all the benefits of a relationship, but they like to friend zone you. Like they want the, you know, the the acts of a relationship, but they don't want to invest emotionally in the relationship. That type of behavior is being emotionally unavailable. And you know, 
all genders, all sides, all races, people who are not willing to invest in the emotional work of being in the relationship. They want the physical benefits. They want the, you know, the floss and gloss benefits of it, but they do not want to do the emotional work. And being emotionally unavailable is a sign of cheating. And if you are emotionally unavailable to yourself, it is a sign of your unfaithfulness to yourself. You are cheating on yourself. How do I explain that? If you are unwilling to do the work of therapy, you are emotionally unavailable to yourself. If you are unwilling to do the work of reflection, of journaling, you are emotionally unavailable to yourself. If you are unwilling to do the healing work, to break generational toxic cycles, to be honest about where you are emotionally with yourself, you are unfaithful to yourself. Healing comes from being emotionally invested in your thriving. Healing comes from being emotionally invested in being present to your life. And too many people are going through the motions. Too many people are going through the relationship benefits, but aren't really emotionally invested in their work. I do not care what anyone says. It is impossible to heal, fully heal without doing the emotional work of therapy, of sitting down, of introspection, of really doing that healing work. So number one, lack of communications. Number two, unexplained expenses. And number three, being emotionally unavailable. And number four is, it goes right in line with those other ones, is a failure to commit. It is so horrible to try to get, like, have you ever tried to get people to commit to something? Like, I need you to commit to this date. I need you to commit to this engagement. Can you commit? And I know not everybody wants a um, a committed marital type relationship. Not, not everyone wants to define the relationship. But you know when you do. You know when you do. Have you ever tried to plan a group trip with somebody and you're waiting for people to confirm if they're going to go or not? And people are beating around the bush around whether they're going to get a confirmation number, whether they're going to put some money in, whether they're going to commit. Failure to commit is a sign of cheating, is a sign of cheating. Let me tell you, I want somebody who's willing to commit to me. I want somebody who's willing to commit to being with me in the ways that I'm committed to being to them. A lot of us are <laughs> monogamous and committed to people who have no intentions of being a monogamous and committed to us. So we are at home, you know, alone, sitting by the phone, like, you know, be, being all faithful to people who aren't faithful to us. And actually, the harder truth is we are being more faithful to other people than we are being to ourselves. Commit to yourself. If, you're gonna, if you say you're going to do the thing, do it for yourself. If you say you're going to get out the bed at 6 a.m. and work out, do it. If you say you're going to save some money and, and buy a house or whatever it is, whatever you commit to yourself, do it. Do it. In a world full of people who are willing to let you down, why would you be on the side of letting yourself down? What is stopping you from committing to you? That's the emotional availability, unavailability work that you have to do is to figure out the why. But failure to commit. If you find yourself talking yourself out of your big dreams, if you find yourself talking yourself out of doing the thing that you said you're going to do, if you find yourself talking yourself out of being faithful to yourself, that is being unwilling to commit to yourself. 
One thing about Teresa Chantuel Timms is that the world can let me down, but what I will not do is let myself down. What I will not do is count myself out. Be willing to commit to yourself. How many times have you seen people talk the talk over and over and over and over and over again about what they're going to do, and they don't do nothing? They don't do anything. Commit to yourself. Imagine what would happen in your life if you just stuck to the commitments that you made to you. If you stuck to the commitments that you made to yourself. So these are four telltale signs of cheating. These are four telltale signs of being unfaithful. And what we need, what we want, what we crave is stability. What we need and what we want and what we crave is people who are emotionally available, who commit to us, who we have some type of safety and security. And my invitation to all of us is give it to yourself. Give it to yourself. And when you are faithful to yourself, it sets the standard. This is the inverse of that. When you start communicating your needs, that is being faithful to yourself. When you start communicating boundaries, that's being faithful to yourself. When you start saying, I invest my money in ways that align with my vision and goals, that's being faithful to yourself. That's being faithful to your vision. That's being faithful to your goals. When you say that, you know what? I see what a hot mess my family is. I see what a hot mess I was coming out of relationship X, Y, and Z. So now I'm going to do the work to show up emotionally to what happened and how to heal in and through this. That is some grown woman stuff. And when you commit to yourself... Other people commit to you. Let me tell you, there is nothing like seeing a self-possessed person. Have you seen someone who they are self-possessed? They are clear about themselves? You treat them better. You treat them better because they are self-possessed within themselves. If I am disciplined and committed and have boundaries around my time, you're going to be on time when it comes to meeting with me. You know why? Because you know I'm a person who respects my time. However, if I'm always late, you're going to be like, you know what? I can be late because she always late. If my if you come to my house and I have standards around cleanliness around my house, you're not going to come to my house and like leave your stuff everywhere and trash. And you're going to be mindful because I've set the standard. When we stop cheating on ourselves, when we are faithful to ourselves, it set the standards for other people on how to engage with us. And it helps you cut out drama. And you don't attract cheaters. You don't attract people who are time wasters. You don't attract that type of energy. That type of energy sees you and it's already buffered away because it is out of alignment with you. It changes you, who you are. Be faithful to yourself. Fall in love with yourself. Bet on yourself. And what I know is... When you begin to unapologetically be faithful to you, it changes everything. And then what I know is that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul so much joy. Are you the superhero in everyone's life but your own? Are you exhausted, overwhelmed, and feel stuck in a cycle of working hard with nothing to show for it? Are you stressed? struggling with your health, lack intimacy, and a sense of personal fulfillment? This episode is brought to you by my Soul Joy Coaching 
six-month signature mindset program that empowers women who are ready to break toxic cycles and unhealthy habits so that they can claim their identity and voice to show up to life unapologetically. We use a curriculum and framework that is grounded in joy and centers vision, strategy, community, and an abundance of love and encouragement. I guarantee you that Soul Joy Coaching will change your life. If you're ready for joy, let's talk. Visit my website, www.teresatims.com and take my joy assessment. This assessment will give you insight and help you to identify patterns and your growing edges. Use this score as information to help you take the next faithful step in claiming joy in your life. Go ahead, book a call today to get your score at www.teresatims.com.